Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. Today's episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk is brought to you by Matt Wagner with Oxenus Partners Wealth Management. Matt and his team specialize in strategic investment and financial planning. With over 70 years of combined experience, they will help find the best solution for your investment needs. Call Matt today at 812-725-8649. So hey Roy, I'm glad you could join us today here at the Neely Family Distillery. How are you doing today? Doing good. Good, good, good. Our co-hosts today are going to be uh, Mr. Josh Hillman. Hey. Matt Jasnoff. Hey. And then Toby will jump on periodically, but he'll probably uh, be mainly just on sound today. So, Roy, if you don't mind, well, tell us a little bit more about <laughs> how the Neely Family Distillery, I guess, got started. Uh, okay. We, we've talked a little bit about the history and the heritage and then uh, kind of go from there. Well, actually, this is my son Royce's idea on his dream. Uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't all in at first. Uh, my I was born in eastern Kentucky, Owsley County, and uh, I saw a lot of Ill- illegal moonshining uh, being made as a young boy going up down those mountains. And uh, so when, when Royce was, was young, he'd go back down home with me. I'd go back down to visit Mom and Dad, and and he was always intrigued to hear those stories uh, from my brothers and my uncles uh, and, my, and my dad and Grandpa. And so uh, on the way back, he'd be right up on the back of the car seat wanting to know uh, – Dad, why they do this? Why they do that? And I told him, you know, leave that stuff alone, son. That's that's illegal. And, but anyway, uh, so he's he's uh, he's going to Transylvania. Uh, he gets in and out of Transy in four years. Uh, supposed to be a physical therapist. This wasn't the plan for Royce. Uh, a lot of times, I, I tell people that story, and they say, uh, in some ways, he's he's doing a little therapy. So I, I guess he is, if you look at it that way. Uh, but uh, so gets in and out of Transy four years. Starts shadowing physical therapy. Uh, dad, this ain't really what I want, uh, to, to do. Uh, I'm tell I, you, know, he, he was, uh, just gung ho said on this, this distillery thing. Dad, I think I can make it work. It's about getting close to Kentucky Speedway. And, uh, so we found a piece of property, by, just by chance. Uh, I've been a builder around here for 35 years. So I built a building, uh, built, builder Rick houses. And, uh, that was, uh, we bought the property in 2015, open to the public here legally, uh, 2000 July of 2017 uh, started making it here on site legally six months prior. Good deal, good deal. So one one of the things that you told told us about while we were kind of walking through the distillery and we were taking the tour was uh about the sweet mash and the cypress tanks and kind of how all that you you feel like makes Kentucky bourbon unique versus you know the other bourbons that are made throughout the country. Could you could you elaborate a little bit on that for us? Yeah, so like I said, uh, from day one here, I knew what was going on moonshine-wise. My family had been making it for 11 generations illegal. That wasn't a problem for me. Bourbon was new new for me, and, and I've learned a lot here uh, since we've been open. Uh, you know, I kept hearing people say that some of the best bourbon, uh, the best bourbon in the world is made in Kentucky, and after uh, after tasting a lot of uh, different, different bourbons and stuff, uh, uh, I've come to believe that that's true, and, and there's three main reasons why everyone says the best bourbon in the world is made in Kentucky, uh, and I believe it is, is, of course, the limestone water that, the limestone vault that Kentucky sits on is great for proofing down that bourbon. Uh, the harsh winters and summers we have here is great for age, aging that bourbon, and the third, in my opinion, probably most important one is, is that uh, uh, the the yeast strain that's present in Kentucky is unlike any other in the world. Uh, we use open top cypress fermenters here for that per- particular reason. Uh, when that when that strain goes dormant outside, uh, 
that mash gets right in uh, the pores on that wood, wood cypress wood. That, that cypress is very porous, and then when it goes dormant, then we can keep that. Uh, we can still keep that same strain uh, the year round, which is a big deal for us. Uh, we do sweet mash. One of only three distilleries in Kentucky that sweet mash. Uh, you have to use fresh new grains every time when you sweet mash. It's more difficult to sweet mash. You you, you got to really sanitize well. Uh, but uh, so we use fresh new grains every time when you sour mash. You take a percentage of that last that last run and you put it back in uh, the cooker when you go the next time. So, but sweet mashing is a more flavorful product, and uh, that's what we're all about here at Neely Family Distillery is quality flavor. I really wish we could find a way to bottle up that smell that you get when you first walk in your front door because it hits you and it smells oh so good. Yes, sir. We, we, we hear that from a lot of people walk in. Oh, I just love the smell, love the smell. But, uh, yep, that's a nice uh, nice aroma to walk to walk into every morning. Yes, sir. It could be worse. Roy, could you tell us a little bit about how it got from the hills of eastern Kentucky to Sparta, Kentucky, to right up here where we are now. You know, what was that family history that really, that was developed to to entice Royce to want to be involved in this? Well, I mean, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he, to be honest with you, he started making it illegal in college. His mom and I didn't know that, and it wasn't a good day when we found that out. Uh, so... Uh, but he was making it illegal and, and having a lot of success. That's how we found out. Uh, he wasn't asking us for, for for spending money for food and stuff, and and then we finally got him to admit that, that he was making it down there uh, illegally. Was it good, though? Good stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. But uh, so, and then, like I said, he had a passion. Uh, I tried to keep him on the straight and narrow. It's sort of funny. I left those mountains in eastern Kentucky to get away from all that illegal stuff. I'm proud of where I'm from. Uh, I, I loved when I grew up in the 70s, 80s, 80s down in eastern Kentucky. Uh, but there was a lot of bad times growing up in the illegal part of it. There was some hard times. So I wanted my family to be better. That's why I moved up here was for work. I, I've had a, little, a company here for a long time, a construction company. Uh, first year that I ain't going to be doing it uh publicly for other people so uh that's a, that's a good day going to be working here at the distillery full-time now how uh, do you how do you feel about the opportunity to get to spend these days with your son on a daily basis or weekly basis what's that mean to you uh to be honest with you i don't i don't know how i could get any better i, I mean there's bumps in, in the road uh, anything you do I, I believe that uh but to walk in here, uh, get to see him every day, walk beside him, my wife's here, my niece is here, all family-owned and operated. My father-in-law's in here every morning at 6 o'clock, 6, 7 o'clock, a far name steals up. Uh, I, I don't know how it could get any better. I'll be honest with you guys, in my opinion, as I've gotten older, I think that, that uh, it, one of the most important things to me is is that when you leave here and, and generations that can only look at a picture of you or something or hear about you, but if they can touch something that you've left behind, I think that's a big deal uh, when we all go to our maker. That's awesome. When we get together and we're sharing bourbon and talking about whatever we talk about at that time, I mean, that's what I see is kind of that family, that brotherhood, that social time to be together. And you all get to do that on a daily basis and hopefully generating a little revenue with it too. 
Uh, so far, so good. Yes, sir. Uh, things are going well here. We've got our signs up on there. Actually, uh be a year uh, next week. Uh, those signs went up out there on 71, and uh, that's really helped the gift shop, distributing even more and more, do quite a bit of contracting here. That That's just a continuous. So we're pretty much maxed out at what we can do here for the size we are. It, it, it can't hurt that you're sitting right next to the Sparta racetrack either. Well, that's a big week, you know, and that's one of the that's that was one of the selling points. My son to me to get me into this was, uh, Dad, we need next to that next to that track. Royce was on that for, from the get go, and I'll be honest with you guys, he was twenty five years old when he got me into this. My son was, and there's a lot of things that that he did the first time that that he hit on, and I think it's because of preparation. He's into this thing wholeheartedly into his heart and that's one of the main reasons i went in with him is i saw how passionate was he was uh, about three months ago he he was standing uh we were standing in there before hours uh, one morning by, by that front door in there in that gift shop and he was like dad you know uh a lot of people hate uh they get up in the morning hate to go to work and can't get home he said dad i hate to go home i, I can't wait to get back to work and, and boy when and he told me that i was thinking Wow, you know, I, I just hope it can stay that way for him. Uh, that's why, as long as I'm around here, I'm gonna try to keep the family thing intact. I think that's a big deal uh, to be able to say that uh, we're a family-run business. Yeah, uh, we're we're just at opening time um, for you guys. It's about one o'clock in the afternoon, and already the the doors are open. I'm looking at the cameras behind you, and there's a. There's already a dozen people in there, so I know that's that that's got to speak volumes to a what you're doing and and b to the passion behind you know what Neely's doing out here as a family. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we open at one on Sundays. Uh, uh, every other day we open at eleven, eleven a.m. So uh, yeah, we uh, like I said, so far so good. Uh, when we got into this, uh, I know we've been way ahead of, of every projection on every release. My son was hoping to have a bourbon on, on the shelf here. Uh, within two and a half to three years, uh, we released our bourbon here in 16 months. Uh, so he's been ahead of everything. But like I said, he really is into what he's got, uh, doing here. Yeah, the one thing that I uh, was uh, really impressed with and, and really enjoyed when, when you started going through the tour and you started going through the family history of the Neely history, can you tell us about uh, the start of all of the, the, the history that you went through from the beginning of when we started touring and, and, and all the things, or just a, a, a synopsis around um, the overall family history of the Neely. Yeah, uh, you know, James John brought us over from Tyrone, Ireland. That's where my family originated from was Tyrone, Ireland. That's Northern Ireland in the 1740s. Uh, we settled into Halifax, Virginia, and then from there to Scott County, Virginia. And then Joseph Neely, my great-great-great-grandfather, settled us into Owsley in 1850. Owsley's where I was born and raised, went to school down there, played a little basketball down there. Uh, but his son, uh, Armin, Armin General, uh, was an officer in the Civil War at a very young age. We got his picture in there, got his tombstone. It's right outside uh, in a family cemetery right outside of Boonville, our Boonville's County seat of Owsley. And then, but his son, uh, Jess, was at the helm of the family in the early 1900s, and there was a feud down there between the Allens and the Neelys, a territorial feud, moonshine feud. And uh, Jess got killed in that feud at age 34. Uh, Armin was still alive at that time. Uh, uh, he, he died in, that, uh, uh, in 1911. And uh, 
when that happened, there, there was a uh, there was a Browning pistol that that uh, Jesse killed one of the Allen boys with. He actually died with that pistol on his side. My grandpa Palp, uh, we called him Palp, uh, was fourteen year old when his when his dad just got killed. He took that pistol off his side that day, kept that pistol for all those years. Uh, on his dying bed, he gave that pistol to my oldest brother Ed. Uh, Ed still lives down in Asley. Had a little gun and pot shop, pawn shop down there for over forty years. Uh, Ed, when when, when, my, when we got ready to open this place up here, Ed said that's where that gun needs to be. He gave it to me, and I gave it to my son. We have that pistol on display out here. Six generations of us have shot and held that Colt. Very cool piece for us. Uh, and then that so then Palp, uh, you know, Palp made moonshine uh, pretty much his whole adult life. Uh, illegal moonshine. We got no steel in there. Uh, that he ran uh, for over 70 years illegal. I saw him and my dad run that still illegal in the 70s as a young boy. Matter of fact, we modified our finished steel just like his old steel, those line arms. We set them up the same way. We want those vapors to flow the same as his did. We're pretty much a spot-on moonshine-wise what uh, my grandfather made illegal for over 70 years. Yeah, and, that's, and I mean, walking through your distillery, it's a, it's a truly immaculate process the way you do it. We kind of go in a little bit of the, you know, the double thumping for it and, and how that came about and, you know, some of the products that came out of it. I mean, that weeder and the high rye you guys made, those are phenomenal. Um, kind of walk us through that process a little bit and why you decided to do that. Yeah. So, uh, my son figured out that when those, when those, when those vapors hit that thump keg the third time that it really puts some flavor back in to the product. So uh, everything we do here, moonshine, whiskey, and bourbon, we uh, we triple pot distill. Uh, we distill it three times. Uh, now our finished still uh, setup, uh, it's a it's a double thumper still. It's got two thump kegs on it. Each time those vapors hit a thump keg, it's a distillation. So we strip the mash, strip the alcohol out of the mash. Then we take that strip product, we pump it into that double thumper. Uh, finished steel and then we double thump it. So everything we do here, moonshine, whiskey, and bourbon, we distill three times. Uh, and then, of course, we make those cuts. Those are all done by taste. E- each runs a little different. So every every cut we make here, uh, we do it by taste. Uh, qual- like I said, guys, qu- quality is a big deal deal here to us. Uh, it ain't about it ain't about how much we can make or how much we can sell. Absolutely, we need to sell bottles here. I'm not going to deny that. But uh, those guys out there on that wall, every time I, I talk or give a tour or I walk in those doors, my dad, Palp. Uncle Charlie and those guys, Armin, they look at me. They started this. My son and I didn't start this. All my son and I are trying to do is take it to another level. And, and I'm not going to do anything, and my son's not going to do anything to hurt the quality that those guys started. Yeah. My grandpa, Pap, had the name in those mountains making some of the best moonshines in six or seven counties down there for 70, 80 period. There's guys comes up here right today talks about his recipe from, from eastern Kentucky. That's awesome. So I never tasted any of what they produced, but I can certainly say that what we got to taste this morning, the bourbon, uh, just the standard bourbon and then the high rye bourbon, they were phenomenal. And, and the age of them is so young, but the the taste and flavor that they brought were amazing. Well, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. That's that's what we're striving for. And, I, you know, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what I hear from people here. I, I, we've heard that a lot. And uh, my son's weeded bourbon at 18 months old won a very prestigious award down in New Orleans last year. 
and, and uh, uh, there was a, a, a bunch of entries down there, and my son's bourbon won silver down there, and it was the youngest bourbon in that competition. Uh, he, he beat uh, over a hundred, over a hundred uh, three and a half, four year old bourbons down there. Uh, I was very proud of that. Uh, and uh, we're going back next. We go back next week, and uh, we got some. We're, we're entering that rye. So excited to see how it does down there uh, next week. Roy, maybe this is a, a good time for you to tell the listeners just what the few products you have here are. Maybe start with the bourbon and then touch a little bit on the moonshine. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a wheated bourbon. Uh, we also have a high rye bourbon. Uh, like I said, that wheated bourbon won, won that award. I, I try to say that every time. Every time. Every ch- time I get a chance, I'm proud of that. Uh, and then we have uh, the wheated bourbon. Uh, we have our white dog uh, also. That's our bourbon before it enters the barrel. We have that uh, on, on the shelf out there. After hearing people come through doing tours, and as you guys can witness, well, I'll let you finger taste that, that white dog. Uh, after hearing, oh, my God, that's so good, it's so good, we decided to bottle all of it. So we've been selling uh, some of that white dog also. Uh, we have uh, uh, my my uh, uh, my grandfather's uh, recipe, uh, Moonshine. It's 120 proof, uh, very smooth for 120. Uh, and then we have an apple pie. Uh, we have a, uh, a regular lemon drop, pink lemon drop, moonshines. We have a sweet tea moonshine. We have a blackberry moonshine, and we have a peach moonshine. Now, by triple pot distilling and making those cuts, we can flavor our moonshines a lot higher than most people. All those flavored moonshines are in the 70 proofs. And then, like I said, my son straight's 120. And then we have a salted caramel whiskey, 70 proof, a cinnamon whiskey, uh, 71 proof. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then we have a, a, a truffle, cream-based truffle, getting ready to release a, uh, a couple more creams here uh, here in the, in the next couple weeks that we're really excited about. i got some of those samples in here, letting some people try that that's come in, and, and they really like uh, the taste of a couple of these other creams we're getting ready to release. Do you have a favorite? Uh, if, I, if, if, I want, uh, if I want to get there, uh, yeah. Then I'll sip on that 120. You got to be easy with that 120. Uh, you uh, sip on that and you're like, boy, that's nice. And get up to go to the restroom. They'll hear you fall in there. So uh, got to be easy with that 120. But uh, as far as a mixed drink, I like taking that truffle, mixing it with a little root beer, and uh, sit around and uh, taste a little of that. Yeah. But it's all good now. Don't get me wrong. It's all good. Yeah. Listen, everybody has a preference with anything that you have. Yes, sir. Um, I, I will say though, I mean, greedily, I, I'm a I'm a high octane guy, man. I'd really like to see what a barrel would taste like straight up out of that into a barrel. And I know you said you all cut it just a hair from that 130 range that you all bring it out at. So yeah, my son likes to enter. Uh, we enter the barrel around 130, 135. He likes to. Uh, uh, he, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we, he comes off the steel around 140, 145. He likes to enter the barrel around 105 to 110. Uh, it's like it's what we like to enter the barrel at, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So what I've talked to Royce about that, man, he might be able to hook you up on something. I was about to say like maybe maybe Royce can throw us a a, a small twenty gallon barrel back there, uh, straight up straight out the still. <laughs> I like it. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely. I'm sure he actually. I think he already said we could just go and try it, right? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, saying. I, I think that is, and we can't get a hold of him because he, he he's in Vegas. He's in Vegas. <laughs> he might be in Vegas. Yeah. Well, he can't tell us no. Have <laughs> Roy mine. <laughs> He's got a gun. <laughs> there were quite a few of those out there, historic in nature. Absolutely, yeah, they're only for historical purposes. Uh, so going back to your distilling process, I mean, you guys have a pretty. So you built 
this whole distillery and the rick houses that's um, correct you yes, got sir. the pond yes sir right out correct. that whatever that sauna is for as well yeah so big box rolls in here and i'm like what's that and he's like uh dad we need to put that together and i said what is it and he said a sauna and i said a sauna and he's like yeah i said it looks like a big barrel to me and he said yeah dad it's a big barrel sauna so when him started putting it together and of course it ended up being me putting it together <laughs> and uh and then before we even got the before we even got the uh the lines put in for the steam he takes the the steam hose that we sanitize with and runs it out there and sticks it in a <laughs> sticks it in a hole and i think it got a little warm on him i said son i'll find you in here baked one of these days and but uh, he's got it all. It's all the right way now. So, uh, but yeah, I think he, uh, he. I told him. I said, uh, you know, things are getting a little too easy around here when you start seeing things like that sitting around. Uh, he sort of chuckled at me a little bit, but he enjoys it. You know, I think he uh, gets him, uh, has him a few drinks of bourbon, calm him down a little bit, and gets out there and sweats it out. So, so we're saying Royce is real good at, at being a chemist and and a master distiller, but he's probably not much of a builder then. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've all we've all got our got our thing, right? That's right. Everybody's yeah. got to have a talent, right? That's it. <laughs> um, so, and and in relation to that, so you know, as far as the rick houses go, I mean, how how many barrels do you all put out a day here, a month, and what's kind of your target for the future? So we make uh, two fifty-three gallon barrels of bourbon here a day. Uh, uh, of course, as you guys could see, that rick house that rick house uh, is filling up. Uh, really fast so uh sometime this summer probably mid-end summer i'll be building another one uh so you know a long term we got barrels out there 53s that my son's got eight nine ten year old plans for them uh my my, my son's motto that's on the back of his bottle his bourbon is uh, a taste of what's to come and i'm real excited about what this bourbon what this bourbon is going to taste like uh in the future look guys i've tasted a lot of eight nine year old bourbons and i'll be honest with you some of them wasn't very good compared to my my son's young stuff and, and you know the barrels are great you got to have a quality barrel absolutely um one of the one of the seminars that i went to down there last year at the bourbon festival was a, a seed to the barrel and it was very very interesting to me because i'm a wood guy i've been a wood guy my whole adult life but if 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 things if that bourbon ain't distilled the proper way you're not getting max quality out of it on the end there's no doubt about that could you tell us how far or how widespread the Neely family distillery is distributed just to give the listeners an idea of where they can find it? Yeah, we're, uh, we're in uh, Indiana. Uh, we, we, we distribute a lot in Indiana. Got a guy there that's really hammering it out for us. Uh, we're in seven other different States here. You can go, you can go to our webpage and, and, and all those places. We got, we got uh, moonshine in Germany. One of, one of the few moonshines in Germany, which is a big deal overseas, uh, getting ready to do a couple other things here overseas. I think you're in the near future. So, uh, we're branching out there, getting in more States and that, you know, that's the, uh, that's the goal here. Uh, gradually keep growing, but not, leave that family mystique uh my son and i went up down the east coast a lot when we was building this to try to get ideas from what other people was doing and stuff and, and to see other distilleries and one of the things that we really wanted to keep here is when you walk in our front door we want you to feel like you're part of the family we really do that's a big deal to us we did not want it to feel like when you walk back here in the back uh, that that it's a uh, uh a factory or something we just we just want to stay away from that 
uh, yeah, we make stuff here, but uh, we really want it to feel like uh, home when you walk in, in, in and out this door. And it's probably not the building as much as that. It's it's the people. I mean, you know, your father-in-law's here, you're here, Royce is here. We didn't get a chance to sit with Royce yet, but like just just sitting down and talking to you, you're like, here, come on in, let's grab a pour, let's talk about this, let's talk about that, and and that really makes a big difference in that situation. Is you know you you care and and, and caring about what you do is makes a whole lot of difference. Like what you said, Royce is passionate about what he does. Yeah, he he really is, guys. I I, I mean, my son is really into this, and and uh, I think the future is really bright for Royce in this industry. I really do. Uh, he's getting a he's getting a very good name uh, out there for his quality, and yeah, you know, it's always been simple to me, guys. Uh, I, I you know, I was taught down in those mountains by by guys that didn't have a whole lot of education, but they know how to treat people. Uh, you treat people the way you want to be treated, and. Uh, that's been been my motto in my mind. Uh, so really, that part of it's come pretty easy for me. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Coughing up here a little bit. Um, if you don't mind, uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, um, the family that are all here, you know, working with you. I know you said your father-in-law and you said a few nieces and things like that. Yes. So a little bit more detail on how that, are they all from here originally or did they relocate from, you know, Eastern Kentucky or how did all that work? So, uh, my father-in-law Earl, Earl Gene Sizemore, uh, he lived on the Clay Owsley line when I was growing up down there in Owsley. Uh, get this one. He, he, he bought illegal moonshine off of Pop, my grandpa. Uh, underneath that oak tree over in Traveler's Rest, Traveler's Rest right outside of Boneville, a little community. But he bought illegal moonshine off my grandpa underneath that tree before I ever met his daughter, uh, which was really cool. But So we moved up here, like I said, to get away from all that, and it's funny. Here I am right back in the middle of the alcohol industry, but we're legal this time. That's right. You're paying taxes. Yeah, we're paying a lot of taxes, and, and, but, and, and, it may, and it's totally different. It, it's just totally different. Uh, and, but that's the reason I, I left those mountains was for work, honest work. I didn't want my kids around that illegal part of it. Uh, and then to be honest with you, once Royce come along, he, he was, uh, he was my in-laws first, uh, grandchild. And, and, uh, when he came along, boy, it didn't take long to, to granny and, and grandpa come too. So that's the reason they moved up here was for the grandkids. Uh, and yeah, and you know, uh, my niece, Josie, uh, it works here uh, a full time, uh, and then uh, my wife's in and out here working all the time. She's been a hired dresser for for over thirty years down here in Warsaw. Uh, not doing it near as much now, and the plan for her probably in the near future, she's probably going to be out here full time. And then we, I, and then I got a cousin, Kyle Steele, uh, that uh, works here also. Now you also mentioned that uh, in the near future, your your wife and you got plenty of room to expand. We've talked about you know how much land you all have sitting here. But you said possibly moving into like more like a wedding venue and some other things that are going to tie in here. Could you give us a little bit more detail on at least what you think the plans are for the, yeah. for the future? Yeah, that's just something. Well, that's one of the things that we talked about from the, from the beginning here. I mean, when we did the dirt work here right off the bat, we made sure that we got uh, we got all those uh, that water and the sewer and, and electric all stubbed up in the right place and got the ground right for that because we didn't want to be coming back in here and disturbing stuff again. Uh, so we got all that in place. Uh, that's something that she's talked about in the future, uh, that she may do is build a venue here, maybe do, and, and uh, maybe do some weddings here. Uh, so that, that, and I got a daughter getting ready to get married in September. And let me tell you, 
I know all. I'm, I'm getting to learn a lot about them venues. Uh, so, uh, so you know, there's a lot of money to be made in that. They're expensive. I don't, you know, they're they're really expensive. So, yeah, that may be something else we do here in the future. Yes, sir. Good deal. Good deal. Well, hey, Roy, we really appreciate your time. I know we're going to uh, figure out something with Royce here in the near future to have another conversation with him in a little bit more detail. Um, do you, how do you, if people want to come out and see the, the Neely family distillery, do you want to give them some information on how to get here or, or, or how they can contact you guys, whether it's Facebook online, whatever? Yeah. So you can just, uh, follow us on, on Facebook, neelyfamilydistillery.com. Uh, and then we're right, we're half a mile off of exit 55 on 71, half mile off of exit. We're easy, easy found. But, yeah, so uh, we're on Facebook, so, yeah. So you're about 50, 60 miles from each Louisville and Cincinnati, right? That's correct. We've got, we've got a pretty good central location here, Louisville, Lexington, and Cincinnati. Uh, and then we're, uh, yeah. We're just Can't forget close to Belterra. T- about 10 minutes from Belterra. Belterra's been really good to us. Uh, they bring groups in and send them over here to us. So uh, that's been a great relationship. And like I said, race racetrack, the NASCAR track out here has been outstanding. Race day week's crazy. Wouldn't recommend you coming around uh, during race day week because uh, we have several thousand people rolling here that week. Big that's week. Awesome. Now, Roy, can you confirm? You guys are on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour. Is it line B? That's correct. Yes, sir. Okay, that's, that's so right. anybody that wants to get their booklet stamped, Got to come here to get it stamped as a part of that. That's correct. Yes, sir. We did learn recently that there's like some kind of medals or something they can get if they finish oh, the, the tour. Coins. Oh, the challenge coins. Yeah. yeah you, you, when you finish each region, we're in the northern region. When you finish each region, uh, there's four regions, I think. Well, yeah. When you finish each region, you get that, that coin. When you get that fourth coin, then you get a, a wooden stave that those coins go in, which is really nice uh, to set on the shelf or something. Yes, sir. Good deal. Good deal. Well, hey, Roy, thanks again for your hospitality. We greatly appreciate it. Sorry we came out of nowhere and didn't know it was happening, but uh, if you want to reach us, you can reach us at Bourbon Barrel Talk um, on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also reach us, uh, look us up on the website at www.bourbonbarreltalk.com. Um, Scott Minton, Matt Jasnoff, and uh, Josh Hillman signing off. Thank you. Thank you.